guys, welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, no one is safe in the French countryside. A beast is running rampant and killing women and children, and there's a plot to overthrow the king, because we're talking about Brotherhood of the Wolf. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's fan talk. No. Wolfman's got nard. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Happy guy, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got two to do. Shout, shout out. out. So make sure you hang out for those. Make sure you go to our YouTube page, subscribe there, uh, and then check out cultfilmandreview.com. Do it. Get all your cultfilmandreview.com needs fulfilled there, like episodes, all of them. I don't think you need a bullet point of the website in every episode, do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get some <laughs> check out some stuff that you can find on a website. You know, stuff you would normally find on a website, like our t-shirts, like you websites, t-shirt stuff. And you can go there. As always, I'm joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going, Chris Milbert? Hey, what's up? And Michael Salucio. Hello, everybody. Tonight we are talking about Brotherhood of the Wolf. Am I saying that correctly? I, now? Is I, I normally put an L in there. <laughs> wolf. <laughs> you and just about anybody else, Mike. Yeah. Wolf. Wolf. There, wolf. there you go. Wolf. Oh, it sounds funny, but you're nailing it. Yeah. So <laughs> can't argue with that. It was directed by Christoph Gans. Came out in 2001. Had a budget of 29 million. Made 70 million in the box office. Was filmed in France and currently sits at a 73 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This was Mike's pick. Mike. Yes. Why'd you pick this movie? It's actually like a film I wanted to pick for a while, but it was like really for whatever reason it's like difficult to find. Like, is it? I, yeah, it, it it's kind not of streaming it's not, anywhere. It, yeah, there hasn't um, been a lot of releases. Yeah. Anyways, it, this is a film that I remember going to see in theaters and thinking it was like the greatest thing ever. But I also was uh, pretty sure it probably hasn't aged well. So I like really wanted to bring it to this show. Uh, so, uh, you know, with the Plex server now being online, uh, we have access to all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's always on, one of online. Being, That's the idea. Brotherhood of the Wolf. <laughs> so I uh, yeah, chose this one. I wanted to see what you guys thought of it. This is another Ryan added to the Plex server, actually. So Thank you, Ryan. This is, It's funny because... The show is brought to you by <laughs> Ryan. Exactly. Yeah. Ryan. Brother Ryan brought us <laughs> 8, the month of November. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, same, same situation. I bought this movie just recently on uh, DVD. Haven't watched it up until it was picked. And I bought it because I was like, I remember when this came out. I was working at Hollywood Video at the time. And I'm like, I remember watching this movie and be like, this movie was incredible yeah. at the time. And I'm like, so I'm like, cool, this would be cool to go back and watch it. Like, I'm excited to watch it. And so you picking it now is kind of the perfect timing for it. And it, yeah, comes back different. <laughs> comes back different. <laughs> oh, man, I had a brush with this movie at one point. Like, I, I tried to watch it and ended up kind of falling asleep halfway through, which turns out is like the normal length of a movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Is that the four hour mark? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my my memory of it wasn't great on this one, but um, I don't remember thinking it was that interesting. So I was interested to go back and see it with fresh eyes, more trained eyes. So yeah, Kyle. Um, yeah, I actually I hadn't seen this movie before. I thought I had, and then watching the trailer, I realized like I always got this movie for some reason confused with the trailer for. That Musketeer movie that had a bunch of like martial arts and like rope work and shit. The Musketeer. The Musketeer. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's what it's called. Nailed it. So yeah, I had actually never seen this. So this is the first time watch for me. I remember the trailer. I remember the cover art. I remember all the shit when it came out. And it just for some reason I never got around to it. I feel like I remember the hype though when this movie came out. It was like you got you gotta see it. Yeah. Like I you it just too. gotta see it. It's dude. Period piece, <laughs> but like sick action. Was this released in theaters with subtitles or dubbed? Dubbed. I saw the dubbed on DVD. Sorry. Okay. So I I, I didn't see it in theater. Pretty sure it was subtitled because I remember seeing. I saw it in theaters, mm-hmm. and I I did. remember it being like, oh, it's a foreign. Like knowing it was a foreign. Like right. you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm almost positive it had subtitles. It's like one of those rare moments where like a foreign film with subtitles just kills it. I think uh, in we, America. I, <laughs> yeah, I was true. at the video store, and I remember people. Was this kind of around like what? What year was this? I'm sorry, 2001. So is this around like the Matrix? Yes, post Matrix. Okay. So I'm glad you brought and, it up. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. It feels like it was right around that era, and we were working at the video store at the time, and I and I and I just remember people coming up and going like, "It's a really great movie, but it has subtitles." Like, so you kind of have to, you know, people kind of bring yeah. it down with that. Um, which kind of maybe gave me like a preconceived idea of what it was at the time. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if subtitles hurt it or helped it. I, I guess a dub maybe would have made it more, you know. You know, it's funny That's is a- I feel like because I like a lot of foreign films, I've just, I've, what you just did is like, I've, Painfully, have had to say that so many times, so many people. Oh, it's a great movie, but it's got subtitles. So. <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be reading. It comes no. with a disclaimer. Yeah. Oh, all, no, always. But th- that's the thing is, those are the same people that would be like, "Yeah, this is." It was, I thought it was gonna be a good movie, but then there were subtitles at the video store. Those would be the same people that'd be like, "Also, it had these black bars at the top and the bottom of the movie, <laughs> and it makes the picture smaller. <laughs> Your DVD's broken." Like, it's, why it's, it's true. It's widescreen. You get to see more. I don't like it. Yeah, can you please cut off three quarters of the frame for me? Those people used to drive Visually, me insane. Visually, it just didn't Chris. make sense to people because it just looked like you were getting less. I mean, that's not normal. But I remember that being the hype was like, this is like the 17th century Matrix. <laughs> Is In that what France. it was? That was well, the marketing? It, it clearly feels like a film that came out after Matrix in the post Matrix world. Yes. It, it clearly does. feels like it. It does. It definitely does. <laughs> no, it does. That's a real world, by I, the way. I, was I, ran, I ran to go see this film because Mark Gaskos was in it, and I fucking loved <laughs> Only the Strong. Does anybody remember that Capoeira movie? No. No. Oh, <laughs> Kyle knows I it. Do. Kyle do. knows it. Yeah. Kyle, look, look right now. I've got to describe this for our <laughs> listeners. It's like his eyes went up into the air. The memory came in. He knew exactly what the fuck I was talking about, and then immediately this giant smile came across his face like... Ah, uh, yes. I've been wanting to pick that, only the strong that movie for the show, actually. That movie is, yeah. So I loved that movie as a kid, My and and uh, I think my brother and I just like ran to go see this because we were like, oh, Mark, Mark DeCascos is in something? It <laughs> <laughs> was badass so in Only the Strong. 2001, I just remember, so yeah, this was like a big, it was a big, like, you had to see it. Like... Especially, it was a it was a recommendation by many. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like this was a I remember this being popular. So I I mean I saw it then and ha- I really haven't seen it since. 
So it was fun to revisit it to be like, what was, because I remember they're like, there's a bunch of hype behind this, like visually, let's get in, you know, let's get into it. And then rewatching it, yeah, it's like I didn't think we we're gonna huh. get as much martial arts. I I didn't remember that about this movie. You that, oh man, yeah, I I don't know why. That's not the so parts funny. I I remember. It's like I had the exact opposite effect. Yeah, I was like I thought there was more martial arts in this movie, <laughs> dude. When you when you when you picked it and like we were talking about it, you're like, yeah, it's like fighting wolves with like a bunch of martial arts. I was like expecting so much more martial I, arts. I, I, thought this that, movie. I thought there was a lot more. Well, this movie yeah, might need a, a might yeah. need a cut. You know, like uh, I feel it, like it, it, had, it could actually benefit the. I film. think there's three cuts of this film. <laughs> okay, I like, believe a shorter like, version could there's help. A, no, it. there's like a director's cut which is longer. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I believe it. This okay. movie's at like two hours and twenty minutes. Oh, yeah, so long. Theatricals. I was. It's so funny. I was <laughs> when I was watching this. I was refinishing uh, a friend's guitar, and like the the final finish, you have to wait an hour and a half between applying the next coat. <laughs> I applied that 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 coat three times throughout this movie. I was like, "How long is this fucking movie?" You're like, God damn, it's dinner time already. I know. I this is the first movie it's taken me three days to watch. Uh, <laughs> this movie this movie is literally as long as paint drying. This is probably the shortest cut. I bet. I, I think it is one of the shorter cuts. What the fuck? I think I think it is one I, of the shorter I believe cuts. It. I believe it because there are. Well, it, well, we'll talk about it a little later, but I think there are some segments of this film that feel like they're missing. <laughs> what happened between this and that? Maybe. Like that kind of shit. Really? Yeah. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I thought so. Also, what the, f- the only thing I remembered about this film was that scene where they have the mass over their face. Uh-huh. And the poster just, art? In the po- like the poster art is, but they it, like it's that fight scene, mm-hmm. which I also think was in the trailer. Yeah, of course. And why I remember it so much. And I'm like, I was like, man, I thought... Just going off the, I was like, man, I thought this movie was like more like that style, and that just goes away real quick. Well, as soon as the clouds part and the rain goes away, they they don't need to wear that anymore. Apparently, I was bummed because I thought that there was more of that costuming in the film as well. Yeah, and it's you're weird. right. It's just like as soon as that scene's over, it just goes to like you know harpsichord French. You know, <laughs> powdered, powdered wigs. wigs. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, all right, well, I thought it was gonna a darker tone, but you know, yeah, it's real. It's it's very. It's well, yeah. I think they were really going for like they were trying to be very epic with like shit and they just needed their trailer shots you know as long as they had that but like the romance in this movie and all that I just think they went like tried to go too much of like an epic tale we're really we're like covering this film right now oh yeah we should probably (laughs) talk about like the first segment where it's just like yeah and then there's the ending that I really (laughs) we should probably get in with applause with Mike All right, guys Brotherhood of the Wolf stars uh well it doesn't start it's got two guys in it namely they show up in the town. One guy's named Gregory Lafronzac. Lafronzac? Um, and then they he has his uh, compatriot. His name is Mani or Manny. And they show up into this small kind of like province of France. Uh, at first, they see a woman being attacked, a woman and her husband being attacked. There's a fight ensues. They beat these guys up. Um and then you realize that these guys are actually here on official business because they're investigating what they believe is this is this beast that is attacking all the women and children in town. And none of these guys can seem to find this thing or hunt it down, even though it's like a whole province of hunters. Yeah. None of these guys can catch this thing, right? Uh, Franzak, he's kind of like a... Re- it's hard to tell. He's a, He's a skeptic, I believe. 
some extent. I he's mean, he's an intellect. Yeah, he's an intellect. Um, he's kind of like a know-it-all too. He knows a lot of shit. Uh, he's been in war. He's seen war. Uh, he's just good at everything, right? But he's also kind of got this streak of kind of like a, like he's. They call him a libertine. He likes sex. He likes good drink, and he likes to kind of play tricks on people and pretend like the things that he's finding are real, but they're fucking not. He just taxidermies them, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is another interesting thing. Manny is the guy he fought what I'm assuming was the French and Indian War, I'm guessing. Yeah. He was in the New World, and uh, he met this guy, and they became blood brothers, basically, and they now travel the globe, I guess, solving crimes or something. Mysteries. <laughs> Mysteries or whatever. And this is now they're in this mystery. And the whole thing is them trying to figure out what the beast is and can they hunt this thing down and bring it back to the king of France because like I guess he's just super into like King's gotta have a beast. Yeah, he likes his beasts. <laughs> Alright guys, let's take a break. When we come back we'll talk more about Brotherhood of the Wolf. It was in the year 1764 that first appeared the beast upon our lands and made them hers. Suffering and damned, the county of Gévaudan was notorious across the frontiers. It was feared no mortal could ever free us from the sharp grip of the beast. And then, at the darkest hour, the king sent two men. All right, we're back. We're talking about Brotherhood of the Wolf. This was Mike's pick. Came out in 2001. Was we've deemed the post matrix era. <laughs> we, film. we called the post matrix era. That's yeah. going. That's in the urban dictionary now. That's a. It is the post matrix era. Man. The post matrix <laughs> matrix era. It's true. It's where every film after that for a little while. Yeah. Just fucking like the joke was the matrix like <laughs> shot of. You know the the fucking. What no, is it? it's the just slow mo, dude. Yeah. It's just slow mo. Oh, so I said this earlier before we started the show. Like Kyle ruined this movie for me. You did. Why did I do that? <laughs> because you sent out a text after you watched it before I started watching it. Yeah. That you're like just like something like a holy slow mo or oh, something. No, I like said that. they should they should change the title to Brotherhood of the Slow Mo, <laughs> which made me laugh. But I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't know it was gonna be like every other shot. <laughs> well, you know, if they would have cut out the slow mos, this movie actually probably would have moved a little quicker. <laughs> I think Mike, Mike said that as well before you guys got here. It's fucking true. It would have been a I normal like, movie. I think like. it would have been yeah, been a normal hour forty five minutes. Hour Dude, in the first thirty minutes, it's like a nice lean. It is nice it is. lean film. It's like all slow mo. At it's some crazy. point, like during the fight scenes, it's almost every other shot. Yeah. It, it literally is every other because I was like I once I realized what was happening I kept like looking for it and be like punch and then slow mo reaction and then punch and then another slow mo reaction yeah slow mo punch regular reaction <laughs> and it would do like weird shit too where it was just like they'd be like walking and it'd be like slow mo to open a door. And then, yeah, <laughs> like walk through it all normal. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> like in the middle of the movie, you're like, eh, I don't. Didn't there was that. Didn't make it more impactful. Him going <laughs> to take a dump. Yeah, I don't know. I, that actually didn't stand out to me. I, I feel like this was a really fresh watch for me. And that wasn't something that I immediately noticed. Oh my god! As soon as Kyle said it, I couldn't. I couldn't get it out of my head, and I just I noticed it every time it happened <laughs> because of that. Te- and I couldn't enjoy it. It was it was hindering my 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 time like enjoying this movie because I'm just like, God damn it, that's in slow mo. God damn it, that's in slow mo. Oh god damn it, that's in slow mo. Sorry, I was just trying to make a make a fun quip. 
I didn't know it would ruin your watching experience. I, I forgot, like it was. I, did, so... I will say, I took the effort to translate that into French, so it was proper when I sent it out. Yeah, he to you guys. he really committed to this joke. <laughs> it was he just... got on Google Translate and everything. I, I certainly, <laughs> it, I did use Google Translate. You're absolutely right. I, on I that. imagine you did that. Would it be funny if you like did it the old fashioned way? Yeah, I pulled out. Well, I have my old French, French to English, English dictionary. dictionary. Now I got to figure out context. And... So, uh... <laughs> Once he pointed it out, though, I couldn't. I could not not see it. <laughs> I just could not not see it. It's all I saw. It's all I saw. I just whole feel time like I it felt dated. It just felt like a dated thing to do. I didn't really it, like what what pulled me out of it was n- not really until <clears throat> you kind of start to see the beast. I think that's where I started to get pulled out of the film. How but does up until makes sense. But up until that point, I, I I don't know if it's just me, but do you guys have a problem like watching period pieces? Like sometimes I had like sometimes they're just kind of like put me in a like a more of a dramatic you know mood and i I find them slow sometimes yeah but what this one like is definitely the slap in the face to that this one said we're gonna take the period piece Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna take fucking horror Mm -hmm. like a little bit of a true story ish you know which has like a horror background to it then we're gonna take um the cool, you know, crouching tiger, hidden dragon matrix stuff that's out right now. We're going to blend that in with it to make it to where the, the, the 1700s isn't so, or I think it's right. 1700s isn't so, you know, boring, I've, right? I've, yeah. never, I've never had a problem. I don't, I don't think I have a problem with period pieces. I mean, yeah, they're definitely going to be a little more long winded yeah. and stuff, but I, I find it, it really comes down to the story and the characters really. I, that's going to decide whether or not I have an issue. With yeah. It. Let me ask you this question. Did you watch up? Did you grow up with your mom watching a movie, a lot of movies like that, like you know, or period pieces like this, and that were like like love stories and real like boring dramas? Because I did. Um, not a lot, but I probably was exposed to it. Yeah. I was exposed to it, and I was every time my mom would put that shit on, I'd be like, oh, fuck. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Right. Can, can you name one of them? No. Okay, just curious. I couldn't yeah. because I would never stick around long enough to watch it. Like. Mm-hmm. So this this one to me when I heard about this one I was like that's a cool concept to like kind of change change it I agree change I, it up with I the feel like kung it, fu it, style it sounds like it's kind of like a fifteen year old came up with the script right he's like oh man we're gonna make like a period piece and it's gonna like be like a gripping love story though too like really dramatic but like totally martial arts okay <laughs> there's a goddamn werewolf and like real scary not like fake scary okay and we're gonna get Mark DeCascos. <laughs> And then they got like a really good, like respected director, and he said, "I'll see what I can do." <laughs> I'm going off of like what I, I'm go- <laughs> got it. I'm going off of uh, what I was reading on like a little bit of knowledge of the backstory of the the creature. So I guess this is like a folklore, um, slash kind of true story from France. Is it? Yeah, the beast part of this is based off the true story part. Of, so it's some folklore of. Kind of folklore, like uh, apparently it was reported that it like there's different reports of how much they think, but it killed around 100 people for about it's a real four. ghost in the darkness, sort yeah, of thing. yeah, for about four years. They believe, like, now looking back on it, they believe a lot of it was just like hearsay stories, but s- some people were actually killed. It they like it went for the throat, mm. um, and you know, heads Co- of people, you know, Cody. I mean, that's just that, that's just how you got right way with murder. You know, in the seventeen or whatever, you just blamed a mythical beast, killed your wife, not you. But Jean Pierre, you're drenched in blood. It was a wolf. I was fighting the beast, and he (laughs) slobbered blood on me. (laughs) He slobbered blood. This happens to you every week. 
Jean Pierre, <laughs> are you sure yeah. you're not the one doing it? No. So the one thing I did read, which it was kind of crazy, and I don't know if it's true. Again, this is trivia from like IMDb, but they said that pretty much all the names in the film, except for Manny, are people that were actually alive during that time. And okay. Cool. may have played a part in whatever this cool. story is. Yeah, I think there was a lot of thought put into this story, actually. I know you kind of made fun of that, like, you know, it looks like, a, it sounds like a 15-year-old would put it yeah, together, yeah. but I feel like the way they did it was, um, I don't know, like, they, they definitely, like, tried to tell the story, like, in a meaningful way. You know what? I don't feel like it was, like, a slapped-together script or anything like that. I don't think it was a slapped-together script, <clears throat> It's and it's not even so much... The writing, I mean, they could have filmed this a number of ways. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, Manny didn't have to be a martial artist. That's very it's true. true. But true. they definitely made him one. They took liberties <laughs> with that. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just saying that there was a lot of things that I felt like were put in there because, you're right, maybe this is the post-Matrix era. It is. Well, and everybody's is. like, well, we need kung fu, we need some slow-mo shots. Right, right. Uh, we need We need all these things that'll make it as a badass movie. All right, so let's get into, I guess, uh, some of the main characters, which is uh, Fronsak and Manny. Uh, those would be two, Triple H and uh, the guy from all the karate movies that you've seen. Uh, the Iron <laughs> Chef. Yeah, yeah he's, iron, he's also, this is, what did I say? It's post, it's post only the strong, but like pre-Iron Chef. It's pre-Iron Chef, yeah. yeah. Did you know that? He's the... No. You didn't know that? He's the host of Iron Chef America. He's the, what's his name in that? Uh, He has a name in that. I don't know what the, yeah, I can't remember what it is, but he's always the dude that announces something and eats a pepper or something. He says what the food is. Yeah, he always eats a pepper at the beginning. I've never (laughs) seen this show. You've never seen Iron Chef? No. It's great. It's a different conversation for another time, I guess. (laughs) I'm just really upset, though. I want you to know that I'm very upset that you haven't seen it. But these are our two main characters, and we're introduced to them. I'm led to believe that they are some badass steampunk-looking dudes. Totally. Dude, right? I, yeah. Yes. I love their look. And then the reveal of them is just such a letdown, <laughs> especially in Fronsac. Like, I'm like, oh, man, cool. I got watered down Triple H here. Well, yeah, because like how the, <laughs> how the scene is set up, like we don't know who they are, right? No. We just know that one of them jumps off his horse you starts using a bow staff and whooping some villagers' asses. They're not. Yeah. Turns out, I don't think those are villagers. They actually, well, well, they're yeah. they're soldiers. We find out later, yeah, that they're soldiers. But um, he whips their asses. He whips their asses no in slow mo. Yeah, and yeah, then the reveal of like the main guy is kind of like, oh well, okay, I guess. Right? I'm like, it's bad with the psychic. <laughs> It's one of those. It's one of those real uh, the, the real hornet green, yeah. green, green, green hornet yeah. situation yeah. where you're like, yeah. holy shit, that guy's badass. And the other guy, you're like. Huh. Yeah, like the guy's drinking a scotch. And yeah. I don't really have like I don't know. I for me like I never found really a reason to really like Franzak either. Like I don't know. Ooh. I didn't buy into his charm like like uh, the lady did. I kind of liked the angle of of his character though as the film went on because like he is like it, it's like he's chasing down these these fables. It's almost like a, a, a um what's it a Brothers Grimm sort of yeah. a thing where he's like collecting these stories but he knows that they're total bullshit but he still has to kind of produce some sort of evidence to like put them to rest and stuff so i kind of got that vibe from which i thought was cool well yeah because most of the stuff it seems like he's investigating he finds out is just bullshit like the first time yeah but he just makes it and then it makes the story go away because he whatever is it is is dead yeah which does happen later on in this film right um but yeah, you get this. I don't know. I always got this sense of arrogance from him, and I never understood why. 
Like until I, I guess I don't know. Like I, I kind of I thought when they rolled up, they were gonna be some fucking like mean looking dudes under there, you know. And I'm kind kind of like that they went the other way with it. That they kind of made them a little bit more unlikely. Well, I mean, I don't understand why this isn't like every antihero that came out of the '90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Since you added came out the '90s, then I was gonna just because I was gonna say like it opens like a straight up spaghetti western. Yeah, mm-hmm. is yeah. how this movie opens. He just like, comes off like uh, like yeah like a like a spaghetti western anti hero. Actually, the opening of this is like ripped straight from like you could say from Django because uh-huh. Django that movie opens with a bunch of guys like like torturing or, or punishing some woman and he just rolls up like fuck you doing and then he mows him down this is exactly how this movie opens i was like fuck yeah that's what i'm in for and yeah they get a little more the 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 hero then becomes kind of more of a uh, softer smoking intelligent kind of philosopher type exactly well i mean i think in more of like a like a french aristocratic way though sure he's still a guy that's like totally like living on the edge they call him a libertine so you know he's super into sex and like you know he lives life every single day um and he's like his the fact that he's taxiderming these creatures that he knows is fucking bullshit means he's also kind of a con man. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's definitely in this for... But he's doing it... fame or wealth or whatever he's getting. He's definitely not doing it for a sense of justice. He gets to be with the upper echelons of society. And just have a good time, too. Like, he's just the dude that, like, you know, enjoys a nice cognac and, and, you know, (laughs) prostitute. I take it as like this is the 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 French Sherlock Holmes kind of like thing is what they're going for. They're going for like a Watson Sherlock Holmes kind of thing, or maybe like a what was that other what, what was that Western TV show? The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger kind of vibe to it, you know, maybe. It, 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 in a, in no, a I definitely bit. get that. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely it. you know you got the the hero, and then you have like the weak kind of cooler sidekick. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. Si- dude. He's got the brain and then the muscle. Yeah. Not only sidekicks that. Sidekicks the muscle. Yeah, but also, man, like, just going, like, if we're going just off of pure looks-wise, too, that sidekick, man, is way better looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Triple H is not a handsome man. <laughs> 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 True. You know? I like the look of it though, like this opening battle. I like I like that it was in the rain and that it was, you know, like you could get the color palette right away. It's like really interesting. It's like a misty mm-hmm. French mountainside, you know. It's just like like the setting. There's is never sun. Not really. Yeah, it's kind it's of bleak. always cloudy. Yeah, just, or it's just like, in this scene though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sun comes back in full it's force. True. Though. It gets yeah. very golden in some is there parts. Sun, I feel like oh, it does. No, there, there yeah, is. it turns like it's dude. After this scene, the tone of the film changes and it turns the into palette, the color palette changes. It gets very bright, yeah. a lot of That's, lot of bright, yeah. vibrant and colors, it, and it doesn't really jump back into like the dark stuff until towards the end of the film. And even that stu- stuff, even for the villains, is kind of bright because they're wearing a lot of red. Right. But and the book's red, but it's um. It kind of goes back to that tone once they start revealing their creature. Yeah, for that, sure. That middle uh, three hours, mm-hmm. <laughs> very, co- very, yeah. very colorful. Yeah, very very colorful uh, in in this mm-hmm. in this movie. Even for this small like, because I feel like the village. I don't know how big this village is. It's obviously a way because when they get into town, um, I'm I'm taking it that's Thomas because I had a hard track of keeping who's who because again, <laughs> I, I, honestly I did. Yeah. Because it, like, who, who, what scene are you talking about, though? When they show, when they actually arrive into the town, right? Oh, okay. 
And that's when you, you realize that they're from, you know, they're from Paris. This is obviously a small town because the, the, I'm guessing it's Thomas is asking them what plays are playing this winter. Like, you know, do they have anything from Paris? That right. Basically right. You can look at like a magazine or some shit. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it gives me that impression that this is like, this is somewhere out in the countryside, like ain't a big place, mm-hmm. but obviously they have to pay attention to because the, I think the Kings, I got the, the notion that the Kings also embarrassed that they've sent, you know, fucking a, an army unit to this place. They still haven't been able to kill this beast for like a year. Yeah. That's what they, yes. yeah. They're very, yeah. they're very upset with yeah. the fact that they can't finish so the job. So they're sending to me, they're sending into like the Sherlock Holmes, been, of, they're sending in the Green Berets of the, of the yeah, French. Like, that's where I, level. That's kind of like where I got that connection of it is like, okay, okay so they're sending in like, the, he's like the Sherlock Holmes, Manny's like his Watson, mm-hmm. except they just fucking, they just wreck shit instead. Mm-hmm. They also, they're not only the like CSI of their time. Yeah. Basically. Correct. And they can hold their own. I liked that scene when they went to, when they go to investigate the first body and he's like taking measurements and mm-hmm. shit. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. I was that like was measuring the, the jawline, the jaw like yeah. how big the creature's going to be. Yeah. 500 pounds, he, he suspects. And mm-hmm. um, the, the thing that I thought was crazy was just how they're using the dead body as bait. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, the, like, be careful. We pumped it full of poison. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that and that, like, he's standing right next to a giant bear trap that's under the water. Oh, like, yeah. Like, the whole, the whole, like, pond has been booby-trapped. A poisonous body and, and metal, metal you know, bear traps. I can't. Okay. Then after that, there's a bit, <laughs> there is a very big hunt. There is, yeah, which I thought was, um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was very reminiscent. Actually, it kind of gave me an old school Dawn of the Dead vibe. People really? were like having fun, like laughing, like everybody were like out, out, like walking. You know the whole, the mm-hmm. whole hunt scene that oh, is right, in the original right. Dawn of the Dead. Right. Yep. Like it gave me that vibe. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like this is cool. <laughs> like, yeah. And and it was a great scene because we got to see uh, 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 Manny like sh- really showcase his fighting style because uh, there's a woman that he he fancies he fancies yeah sure does which is the woman that was attacked in the beginning yeah the yes. woman that's attacked in the beginning she Who? turns out she's like in with the barbarians of the land yeah but, well she's suspected to be a witch <laughs> pretty much yeah so yeah. you know back in those days if you were a, th- a free thinker and a lady. Or, you know, or anything from epilepsy. Epileptic or whatever she yeah, had. She had, ep- uh, well, I mean, who, yeah. who the fuck knows? knows. At the end of this film, who knows? But yeah, I, th- I, I think it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, uh, Franzak, he makes a point to say she's not possessed. Yes. Like he knows something, you know, it's like, nah, nah, I've seen this shit. That's before. the thing I liked also about his character. I know we just talked brought up the hunt, but going back to characters, the thing I also liked is that he just kept like he was he was the logic. You know, mm-hmm. everybody had like that old school like witch. Yeah. He's using magic. And it's just like, it's fucking medicine, you idiots. Yeah. Like yeah. she ha- she has a disease. She's fine. She's not a witch. Like he, I love that he was that that train of logic. Well, he in this also film. has like he definitely has a moral compass too. He does, but I I think he like, like rules lo- it, lo- logic like guides him. Yeah, which I I I thought that that was nice to see. I thought that was cool to see in this movie because yeah, you're dealing with all these other like villagers who are going off this villager mindset. You know, like everything is magic or something. Speaking of that villager mindset, we're back to the hunt. We are back to the hunt real quick because it's the whole it's the whole goddamn village. And here again, we have the film uh, being ruined again by Kyle for me because. <laughs> <laughs> I, this scene does the same goddamn thing, man. Where I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, gunshot, slow mo wolf." 
Yeah. Slow-mo wolf gunshot. Yep. Slow-mo. <laughs> no, these wolves are being like launched into the air when they were being hit. Yeah, it's like, what, are they, like what ammunition are they using? Yeah, it's exactly. a goddamn bombs. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they were blowing Dropping up. grenades on these uh, things? And I'm also thinking, like, yeah, like, these must have just been <laughs> fake dog bodies they were launching no, into those the are air, r- right? real dog cadavers. Well, I hope not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's true, it's like a bullet in with a like, I know, it made me laugh. Like after the first one, I was like, "Ooh, shit!" And then after the next four, I was just like, "What the? Are they like on a trampoline underneath them?" Uh, it did make me cringe, though. I felt really bad. Like I, I did feel guilty that they were doing that. Oh yeah, they fucked those wolves up. They did. That's the thing. Yeah, they they're did. like they're just mopping up like wolves from yeah. like native wolves. After this hunt, is that when we find out about the silver bullet? Uh, it's uh, it's during it. There's it's that during it because what There's ha- a fight? Yeah, what happens is Manny gets in a fight with uh, the barbarians that this chick is apparently property of. Yes. I, guess. I really like this moment. Yeah, so he gets in this fight with these Wolverine guys who've got Wolverine claws. That's mm-hmm. their True. weapon of choice. And yeah, after he 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 whoops like seven asses. One's coming up behind him, and then he gets shot, and that's our one of our side characters, um, Jean Francois. Jean Francois. Yeah. So Jean Francois shoots shoots him. He's yes. a one armed. He's a one armed aristocrat. Yeah. I didn't realize he had one arm until he revealed he did not have one arm. <laughs> I uh, was like, I didn't. He either. had one arm this whole he, time. <laughs> you don't. He, that in, during that same conversation, they make it, a man. whole thing where he has. How this you, gun was per, was made for me specifically because I only have one arm. Yeah, and then I he, missed that whole somehow. I missed that whole part. And then he even says how he got how he lost his arm. He says, yeah. uh, "What happened? I went to Africa. Mm-hmm. Lion got me, yeah. uh, and it tore off my arm." Yeah, that's that, that. He tells that story, and and yeah, he he talks about the custom made rifle, which he only uses custom silver bullets for because mm-hmm. he wants to. And the reason why he wants to leave a signature. So that when something is shot and killed, they know he killed it. Right. Yeah. Because and and can That's I be the reason he gives? Can I also be honest with you? From the instant that he's on screen, his face gives away. He's the villain. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, and he's also dressed in all black, like he's a goddamn vampire. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like a freaking vampire. Yeah, he definitely has that villain, like, I don't yeah. saying that villain face. It's just, mm-hmm. he just, like, when you see him, you're like, ooh, this is him, some Although, evil. Can we, can we talk about something? When, when him and Franzak first meet, yeah, like, there's, like, this level of what appears to be, imp- like, he's super impressed with him. Jean-Francois was, like, super impressed. Did anybody get, like, that he, there was a, like, Kind of like an attraction going on. <laughs> I did. Actually. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I it wasn't did. the only person. I was like, why? He seems very much like I, I didn't. There was some lingering stares that he kept giving him. I didn't. I took it as um, there was a level of jealousy. In, what I got. intellect competition that was that was actually happening. Definitely. Like definitely, you figure that out later on, <laughs> especially when it when it comes to I think the dinner or something like that. He starts challenging him a little bit more. Right. Um, but at first, like, it just looks like a lingering stare. Like, he's like, man, like, I can't wait to get in that. No, I, 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 there's even a line that made, that made me think it was going that way for a second. For a split second, I was like, maybe there's like an attraction there, you know? But then when he started pursuing. Yeah. The um, sister. The sister. Marianne. 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 Yeah. When he started pursuing Marianne, I was like, okay, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then for upon further after the hunt, they go to a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to the brothel after the hunt. Dude, That's... that made me laugh so much. I was just 
<laughs> Every good hunt ends with a prostitute. Yeah, but I what guess. about that, what was that party where they were eating all the wolves? That that was okay. So yeah, what happens is after the hunt, um, you know, they go to they have all the all the carcasses of all the wolves they collected, right? And um, you know, uh, it's in that scene where they dive deeper into Manny's backstory of of where he comes from, how they came to be brothers. Mm-hmm. Um. Blood Brothers, I should say. And, um, yeah, that's when Manny starts doing, like, the spirit animals type thing. And he's obviously really pissed off about all the wolves that just got murdered. Because he knows he knows that it's not one of these wolves that's doing it. So he's, right. like, naming everyone's totem. Yeah, right? He's naming everyone's totem, which is, like, kind of played off almost like a parlor trick to some extent. Mm-hmm. But it's also where you start getting a realization of, like, how racist everybody is at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't like him being there. Uh, and it's like it's that it's that old school Christian racism yeah. that, like, ties it in with, <laughs> oh, you're skin and also you're a savage. <laughs> That's a heathen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, exactly. it's one of those things. And they're they're all like the priest is already if he could do an uh you know like an inquisition right now he'd do it. <laughs> but um you know Franzak being the guy that he is he's a worldly man he starts explaining like no nah, his religion's just different than yours and they do this and do that and some and some people take interest in it and uh, others are still not impressed. This at all. is why I like his character yeah. Franzak's character because he does play the middleman like uh-huh. between all these dynamic characters mm-hmm. on the outside and he kind of explains one to the other and so it's sort of yeah I, I, anyways yeah I love it. It's a very <laughs> revealing scene. Yeah. Uh you may remember uh, Vincent Cassel I'm like uh he's if, the guy that plays yeah. Fan- Francois plays right? Jean-Francois. From uh, Irreversible. He was I know that. somebody else from Irreversible in this. Yeah, Monica Bellucci. <laughs> yeah, she's in here. Yeah, there's a yeah. I mean, that would be the thing. The the only other movie that I yeah. Now, now I know exactly what his face looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> now I know exactly where I've seen this face before. <laughs> <laughs> so after the hunt, um, Franzek falls in love. Franzek falls in love. Yeah, he 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 sees Marianne. He's it's like love at first sight. He's into pretty it. Pretty much. And she's pretty much untouchable. She's just turning down dudes left and right. She she's turning, she's turning him down left and right, too. Yeah, she's turning <laughs> yeah. him down. But she's also like, you know, she's like the princess of the of the realm. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's a big <laughs> shot, dude. She is. She is a big shot. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? Not to be dissuaded by getting shot down, like, he goes straight to the brothel. And he falls in love a second time in the same night. It's easy to fall in love that second time, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> Monica Lucci's, uh she's not she's not ugly. No, <laughs> not an ugly woman. No, no. It turns out she's uh, an agent of Shield. <laughs> Somewhat, yeah. You could say that. You're jumping right to the end on that one. Uh, yeah. She's well. I mean, we're, you know, she's, gonna, she's just. Yeah. Well, she's interesting, right? Because she's like a foreign. She's right also away. she's a foreigner in the land, and yeah. you know, yeah. she's just she's, she's just working at the B, just trying to figure things out. You know, she's weird. A, she's a tarot card reader. She's like, can she's I just can I say shit. also like a little racist right there? It's <laughs> an Italian. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. All right, the Italian woman from far away. Of course, she's a fucking psychic. She's in a yeah, tarot card. But aren't, what about, yeah. aren't all Italians <laughs> in a tarot, Mike? Sure, we're what all. About, we're all what about yeah. the end though, when she turns into fucking straight up Mortal Kombat though, and whips out the well, fucking she, bladed? Uh, she explains what that whole thing. She's a she's a member of like she was she sent was by sent the there by the Pope. Yes, yeah. she's like part of like 
a like a dark Catholic cabal. Have you ever played Assassin's <laughs> she's like Creed? Like the Illuminati. <laughs> Have you ever played Assassin's yeah, Creed? She's basically that's that character. her. She's Assassin's yeah, Creed. She's she's, uh, she's Enzo or whatever his name she's is. <laughs> undercover as a prostitute, and uh, she also fancies Franzak. Mm-hmm. I imagine to some extent. It appears so. Yeah, yes. it does. I, it would appear. <laughs> it would appear so, sir. But she's a pretty fucked up character, though, isn't she? She is all over she the is. road, man, dude. And she like she's she, like she, she's like exploring his scars, and then yeah. she like decides to cut him as well. As soon as that shit happens, yeah. you know they're a villain of some kind. But, oh, but she's right. not a villain. Yeah, I know. But she's kind, kind of, of a, get you she's there. She's kind of like, a villain, but she's not really a villain. She's like, I love you, but I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she has that same conversation with him in like one scene. She's like yeah. a Bond girl. Like yeah. I mean, she is basically. like a Bond girl. She is a Bond. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. That's a great analogy. She is the Bond girl. Yeah, but he's still like I'm. But he's like I'm still. I like I gotta bay at home. I'm gonna settle down with her though. Like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but, yeah, but like they they man, they make a point to mention that he's like this super libertine. Yeah, he, it's expected that he's gonna go to this brothel and be like, okay. Yeah. I even believe that after he marries this girl, <laughs> it's he's so still good. going to brothels. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I I was wondering if it was accepted or not accepted. I couldn't tell. I what think the, it was like, pretty gen- clear. I mean, they go into the brothel and like all these dignitaries are just nodding to one another and it's like, well, they go into the brothel. What's up, Frank? Because they're <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know, but to be able to use that as ammo later on in the story, I guess it's not acceptable or it's not something that's like no I mean, shit. Like that's I well, yeah, I mean, when we get to that point, unspoken accepted thing. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that, yes, when Jean-Francois decides to use the prostitute scenario so he can stay away from the sister, he's definitely breaking guy code. Yeah, dude, you know (laughs) That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, Chris. 17th. (laughs) So it's guy code, okay. 16th century guy code says, you don't fucking talk about the brothel. Dude, when he walks in, (laughs) what happens in the brothel? That's giving away right when he walks into the brothel, because when he walks into the brothel, again, we kick into slow-mo. Yeah. And it's all the dudes that are in there just nodding to him like, hey, dude. I see you, you see me, but we don't talk about this shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those nods. Okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. It's like when you know if you if if you're out somewhere that you're not supposed to be, and you see a friend out, but you're like, okay, this is my cool friend, so he ain't gonna tell my girl if I just give him the nod. Like, you got it, <laughs> you know. But we also get another uh, a follow up racist seed in this brothel, right? With with no, the- no, yeah, yeah, with Manny again. With Manny, yeah, yeah. yeah none of the prostitutes want to sleep with him. They think he's a, a wizard. They, what they yeah, call him? they call him like a wizard or some or some yes. shit. Basically, yeah, because you know, yeah, he, tat- he has a tattoo. Right, he has a bunch <laughs> of tattoos, but also like it's because you know they're racist. He's a red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they say. They call him that. Nobody wants to, or she says, no redskins allowed in my brothel. Right, and then he tears that loincloth off, <laughs> and all the women are like, ah, fuck. One one woman says, "Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it for double the price." She has to offer double the price to do it. Yeah, and then he whips off the thing, and all these girls are just like, "God damn it, I would've done it for free." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And as all this is going on, there's the, the like again the love story that's going kind of as it's going on, but then the beast. Uh, the beast is basically so. What they do is they send they send the like the royal fucking hunter. Yeah, so basically, you know, Jean, what's what's the main character's name? I keep forgetting his fucking name. Franzak. Franzak. Franz- Triple H. Gregory Tri- Franzak. Right, Triple H. Yeah, <laughs> Triple H has been has been here for several months. Been there for, I think almost a year. Is it almost a year? Yeah, yeah he's there. He's by? there for quite a while. A while. And he, yeah. And he, and he, 
the only thing he's concluded is he's definitely like, okay, it's definitely not this wolf today. <laughs> he keeps going through. I don't know what he's studying. With. He's not making too much headway, but he's no. pretty sure it's definitely not a wolf yeah. at this well, point. Well, if he spend less time drinking and, and brotheling it up, that's true. he might have solved the case. So yeah, they send uh, the... the, the the king sends his 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 like his best hunter, his royal hunter. I is don't know it, what the I thought he was is. like was he like also like a church he was like dignitary? A, no, thing? I thought he was like a general or or something like a yeah. really uh, a really experienced uh, soldier, basically. Right, okay. with, with a whole an entire army regiment this time. Right. No, he sends the. I thought he sent the dude by himself. But it, no, he's got a. Did few you guys. see the giant parade that yeah. came in with him? Yeah, yeah he's got like horses and shit. <laughs> He he's ki- coming in. With he's got army. cavalry, bro. He kills a wolf and says, "All right, Franzak, just make this thing into a beast with your taxidermy." King wants this done. Once the beast is is dead, it's dead. Like, no, if there's more murders, oh well, we'll blame it on something else. Right. Yes. Like, he doesn't give a shit yeah. about the people. Just make the the king happy. He just wants to end this whole fucking shebang. So Franzak goes back to Paris. They're there. The the like congr- congratulating him, even bribing him with a trip to Africa, basically later on. Just to leave this shit alone, but he can't. He does <laughs> a great job taxidermy, by the way. Yeah, that, he does. that yeah. fucking really cool. creature he made was terrifying. It was all red. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome looking. Fucking yellow eyes. Yeah, he thing looked terrifying. Sure looked a lot better than the monster that like <laughs> actually looked in the. Since we're talking about the beast, <laughs> god damn, did those effects not age no. well? They the, don't. The computer animation. Yeah, it's it, yeah. seriously. It lo- <laughs> That's the one part that really <laughs> you got know, me. You out know of what this. it looked like? It looked it looked just like the Zords from the Power Rangers movie. It's early two thousands, not Jurassic Park CG. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nineteen ninety three Jurassic Park versus, you know, 2001, <laughs> eight years later. I have to be honest, so I was baffled by that. I was not only disappointed with the CG, but I was also disappointed with just the concept of you can't what make, was going on here's here. Here's the problem, like, the CG so shitty you can't make out the concept, Chris. Yeah, I was like, why does it look like a fucking dinosaur? Like, Because it's, it, it's supposed to be... Yeah. So it's supposed to be wrapped in like because part of the legend is that it was a creature that was like wrapped in no, uh, I know, I know, hide, basically right. raw, like pig hide, yeah, but, leathers, yep. with steel. But the re- but the reveal, I, I I agree, like because there's that scene where they find they find a little girl who survives and she describes oh it was you know describes the beast in better detail so we finally get to see it a, a little more and we find out that that it has a master or a controller but yeah like the reveal was like. It's got black spikes on its back, and it's like got weird. The like a, first time you a see skull it, on its face, yeah, like, it's just like this looks kind of stupid. I actually, yeah, I was like, because because what you're wanting when you hear like Brotherhood of the Wolf, like I wanted to see a fucking werewolf, like a lurking kind of like yeah. crazy ass werewolf, yeah. and I felt like what I saw was like a Stegosaurus. No, you know what's <laughs> you know what's actually really disheartening about it is when that because ha- again. You do, you do hope for a werewolf, and what you get instead is like a straight up fucking Scooby Doo mystery. That's it's a fucking guy yes. in a mask. That that bothered me, man, because I really thought. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought this was a werewolf movie. I really did. They definitely make it seem like it's a werewolf movie, and I think they even make mention. Uh, well, they have the whole. They're referencing silver bullets, and he's like, "Were yeah. you scared of werewolves?" It's right. actually part of what the the, le- the so again the legend, the real life stuff. The silver bullet killing it is part of the legend, which is what they believe it came from with the werewolf story, and how that trickled down through. I will legend. say one thing I did like about the way the beast is presented. Right, so 
you got this guy who essentially is like a cryptozoologist, right? Like they send him off to go find these mythical beasts, and every single time he comes back, he realizes it's just like a large bear or some shit. Right. You know, he finds all the stuff. The one thing I did like about it was that like the way that they kind of revealed the beast slowly over time mm. um, did give you this impression of like whispers and like that phone, you know, like what, what is that, the, the phone game effect of like people, you know, recounting what they think they saw, but it not being quite correct. Right. Right. Like, oh, it had, you know, you know, a gray, you know, you know, spikes coming out of its back. And then by the end of it, you realize this creature is very, very fabricated. Yeah. Like it's tied up with all these metals and stuff like that. But there's a scene also where like he finds a tooth and he's like, the tooth's made of iron. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, there's no creature that has iron teeth. Right. So you know at this point in time that you're like, okay, there's definitely... It, the the way they weaved in the logic with this weird mythology kind of worked for it because by the end of it, the creature isn't all what people are saying it is. Right. It's yeah. not quite as magical. But, you know, can I say, like, the lack of magic actually kind of bummed me out because even when, he's, when we reveal, like, oh, it's got an iron tooth. Yes. Like, in my mind, I was envisioning, okay, so this is, like, some sort of weird creature that's, like, half, like, machine, half animal, some mythical fucking oh, bad Send back in time to kill John Connor. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, we got a cyborg yeah, wolf no, on I'm, our hands. I definitely went there t- as well. Like, yeah. more of like, I was like, oh, this is some kind of weird hybrid shit. So, like, yeah. I like that. I kind of like, th- I mean, I may not like the creature design, but I like the route that they went of like, this is, because they never really say that it's a lion, but it's definitely a fucking lion. It's uh, clearly a fucking lion. Yeah. yeah. Lion when they you never, see its yeah. eyes. They never say it's a lion, but it's clearly a lion. That this dude basically raised this lion from birth, then armored it up on this fucking weird plot to overthrow the 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 trust of the to have the people revolt against the government because they're not doing anything basically to stop these murders. What was the right. It's yeah. like their plot. No, it's yeah. very convoluted. It's a very long arching plot. This is going to take years to accomplish. Well, no, I thought the plot was it was the ch- it was all part of the church's plan to overthrow the current ruling party yeah. in France because the church felt like the aristocrats were living in too much uh, excess. Right. Which is directly referenced in the film through the many dignitaries at the brothels and everything. And that was kind of the plan. But yeah, I agree. Like, what a fucking, what a what a long plan. Yeah. It's a long con Dude. with a lot of moving parts. But it's, de- yeah. it, but it's also so fucking Scooby-Doo where it's like, we're going to... I didn't like that aspect. I didn't Me like either. the Scooby-Doo aspect of it. Me either. I, I, I would like it if we never even figured out what it was. Like, it was just... Yeah, it was always off screen. You never got to figure out what it was. I, I actually thought they were going that route because you know, as the movie progresses, we learn that the 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 the, the guy with no arm he has two arms. Yeah, two arms. One's real fucked up. One's real, yeah, really gangly. What happened was doesn't want to clip the nails for whatever reason. What happened was he when he was in Africa, he met some cannibals, and they got one arm in the pot, mm-hmm. burned it. Yeah, he got it out and escaped. I don't think that's what happened. Mm. No, but that's what it, that's what it looked like. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> but yeah, we find out that he's the one controlling the beast, and I thought, okay, so the movie's gonna kind of go the path of we're gonna be focused on um, this guy mm-hmm. and, and and the battle between them, and I thought they were gonna just kind of leave the beast down in its little like weird cage where it would just be it would just die down there eventually from starvation. I thought that was the route they were gonna go. I was like, oh, what a cool fitting ending, right for this for this mythical creature that. 
shouldn't even be in this country. You know what I mean? Oh, they didn't do that. That no, bummed they, me out. No, they put that motherfucker down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but to, uh, are, are we there yet? I, I, I mean, guess. we're we're, we're kind of all over okay. the place. We are. We're, we're going to talk end. about some major parts. I mean, yeah. We haven't talked about the the fate of Monty. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, God, that was like, that actually hit me, you know? Like, I was really into their, like, friendship and, like, their brotherhood and uh, you know, like, and them as a duo, and I really wanted them both to come out like okay in this. And I guess the yeah, they kind of do some weird shit, like you know, some some like uh, magical shit, like you know, people come back to life and whatever. But um, yeah, I was like, hoping that would happen too. <laughs> yeah, but Mo- but but when Monty dies, it's like you get to see him be such a badass, and then finally at the you know. Like, you know, his final foe is, uh, what's her, God, what's her name, Mary, not Marianne. Not Marianne, I don't know what her Sylvia? name is. No? I don't know what her no, name is. It was it's, the barbarian the chick, barbarian yeah, chick the that, chick that, that he's fancies. into, yeah. Yeah, the chick yeah. he's into, finally, you know, and, and by the way, like, there's been multiple times this chick could have been taken out for various reasons, but, you know, she still always seemed to be, like, left alive, and, uh, yeah, she ends, like... Well, what he ends up being shot in the back, like oh, yeah, as he's distracted, distracted. Yeah. as mm-hmm. as he's distracted once again, he gets shot in the back, and like I was like, I literally out loud was like, no, I did not want that to happen. Yeah, I was, she's part of the cult. Well, she's no, no, part we of, know we know what's happening. We're just feeling sad that he yeah, died. I just didn't yeah. want it to go. I mean, I, I I'm glad it did because it got an emotional reaction out of me. But I, you know, like I didn't want him to die either. I don't he want him to like, die. Yeah, he, he's he, a badass. he was like the heart. I feel like he was kind of the heart and the badassery of this film. And can we all say like the most? But they, mm. he's the most charismatic on the screen too. Absolutely. There's a scene when he's fighting the barbarians the first time, and they're mm-hmm. making that fucking that like wacky like like yeah. I'm yeah. gonna kill your face, oh. and he mocks it. Yeah, like, so he did funny. Such a Bruce Leeish kind of like move to do. Yeah, this is do like like he does this. Yeah. He mocks it. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't say a word doing it. Yeah, it, and it's it was so like. I don't know. I loved him yeah. from that. I was like sold on that character from that moment on. Because yeah, I agree. I totally got Bruce Lee out of that. And I was like, this dude's badass, and he doesn't take shit. Yeah. yeah, but then they see. But then they take it and they try to one up it with Fronsack. Like that's then. Then all of a sudden, because of his death, Fronsack turns into him basically, and goes on like a murder spree of like. Yeah, Fronsack definitely becomes a badass. Yeah, like that. out of nowhere, yeah. and I'm like, where the fuck was this the whole time? Well, I mean, that question can be asked several times in this movie. I mean, <laughs> they 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 go they go to hunt the beast, and they have one night of camp, and when they wake up, they have eight million well designed booby traps ready to rock, like. <laughs> How they have the time to build all of those fucking cages and gates and shit <laughs> out of bamboo. Where they even get bamboo from? They're in a forest. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I was thinking that myself. Bamboo is so strong, though. They knew that, and it's still and that beast still. Like, did it. they cart the bamboo in? Like, <laughs> this is what took a year. This is it was a year of planning. This yeah. is he was there for a year planning this whole elaborate. And, the, trap. and the whole time they just kept that third dude just doped up so he yeah. wouldn't know what's going on around him. Also, like. because because of that trap they built, the board game Mouse Trap was invented yeah. at this time. A lot of people don't know that. Back in story. True story. Yeah. True story. This is also, the story of Mouse Trap. <laughs> again, Franz Mike turns into like this. They they have to a warrior. Uh, they one up him though. They one up like. 
they have to kill Manny so that he can basically one up and be the hero. Well, Manny being killed was sad, but that, Franzek finding him was a little a bit of a letdown. Like I thought it was going to be a more dramatic scene. It was. It was about? in slow mo. It was in slow mo, and it was quiet screaming. Yeah, so there yeah. was no sound, and it was his. But then after obviously. that, Franzek, Franzek becomes the shadows. And he just, dude, that he was just, like, he just, when, just like when starts, his face was painted, I was like, <laughs> it's like a real apocalypse now moment, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. And, then like, and I was like, oh yeah. And then parkour just started look happening. cool with face paint. Dude, Sometimes just, you just look crazy. I yeah. gotta complain. I, I have to complain about him like throughout the, his look throughout the whole movie. I just don't. I never was like this guy. Even when he put the face paint on, was supposed to be a supposed like badass ninja out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't buy this whatsoever. The whole like the whole time he's come off this this the smart intellect and his and his boys the the yeah. the muscle, and then they're gonna tell me this whole time he's just like nah. He's the real muscle. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's <laughs> the, he's the Fujita and and like like <laughs> Fujita. <laughs> you know, I, it's just, I don't know. Like it's just. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, man. It makes me feel like this movie has so many moments where I feel like a lot of time passes and we don't know that a lot of time. May- Who knows? Maybe after he died, he spent the next year training. No, <laughs> I, see, I took it as this is actually stuff and how, what he learned from his his time in, in yeah, the Americas. I, I think that that's Keep what they were trying to that Manny, after Manny saved him, he kind of like resurrected him. And, and I, I feel like he was kind of training uh, training him the whole time, like kind of teaching him fighting ways and shit. I don't know. I think we're we're over examining this. I think you're talking about a guy, like, just... an Iroquois that comes over and somehow learns kung fu. <laughs> what? He Mani is is using martial arts. Yes, throughout right. this film, but he's uh, he's from he's an Iroquois. He's from right. the New World. Yeah. Where did he learn kung fu? Iroquois kung fu. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think at some point in time we have to establish. Okay, everyone knows everyone kung knows fu in this world. Arts at some point in this film, yeah, yeah, true. Because you know you have to fight for survival in this world. Well, because even uh, Jean knows kung fu with his bone sword. Yeah, yeah, that whole that thing. That was a dope ass weapon, dude. That but, was a dope ass weapon. I again, but at the end though, it completely turns into like what feels like a like a like I thought I was again I was like oh shit, master of flying guillotine. Like that's the felt I got from it. As soon as that weapon started turning into like a chain, like I thought it was weapon fucking like cool that. As fuck. I did too. I'd never seen lie. anything yeah. like that. Yeah, really? I, I yeah. thought it was the whip sword. Yeah, I've yeah, seen that. It I've seen that in other kung fu movies before, yeah, but I've seen it, I, it was so I didn't see it coming because first of all, I thought <laughs> I thought when the fight started, I realized it was bone. I thought he pulled out a wooden sword, and I'm like, well, that's not going to do yeah. you any yeah. good at all right now, sir. Right. And then all of a sudden, he like, yeah, he whips it out, and like, it's like it's like serrated razor blades, and they shoot. You know, it's looked fucking cool. Yes, I'm not, I'm I'm not great arguing, fight. I'm not arguing the look of it. I thought the whole thing felt awesome. I thought it was a great fight. It was a great fight. I just again, it feels so out of place though with just the way that Triple well, H looks. What about the whole plot point where he's like totally in love with his sister? Oh yeah, and then oh, yeah. rapes we and kills her. Maybe and he should have talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Where he, like, it's like our villain. I mean, this is how you start. When you start realizing he's like the mate, like one of the major villains of the film. Is like he starts really showing his his colors with like being you know well, well he manipulative. Has, he and, has the scene where he breaks down crying to the priest about how he wants to bang his sister. Exactly. And the priest exactly. is like, well, you know what you have to do then. I'm like, fucking yeah, and you're priest like, is this? He's the worst priest ever. <laughs> you know what you're gonna do? Some some itch has gotta get scratched. <laughs> the fuck was that? 
Yeah, it was a very weird scene. And the mom just like nods like, yeah, you should tell him to do that. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hey man. It's a very weird scene. I don't exactly know family. what was going on. Yeah, was I really, really do feel that. like that was probably common in that time. Like they were probably like concerned about bloodlines. Um, yeah, they probably were concerned about I, bloodlines. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Chris. Yeah, I don't know that time. This just seemed like it definitely wasn't was presented that way. <laughs> but, but then we also we also learned that a lot of more people are in on the whole. Yeah, it's like thing. The, it's like yeah. almost the whole goddamn town. Yeah, at one so point. I think it's like a sick tribe of people that yeah. want you know where apparently you know having sex with your sister is a totally normal situation. They want they want to have sex with with sisters and and overthrow the king. That's what they all well, have. Well, because yeah, at the end of the film, Franzek right. shows Franz, exactly. before this fight, Franzek basically shows up and is like, "Hey, Billy, Susan." Janice and starts naming off all the people who are masked, and then an army comes out of nowhere <laughs> and just starts killing everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, where'd that army come from? <laughs> who knows? But they, who knows? they never got on the boat to leave. That was the original army that yeah. was yeah. there, and they're just they missed their boat. I'm like, like, oh, we're in on it. I'm I like, guess. Oh, they can just ship in an army that quick there, <laughs> Franzak. Like, <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, and good then we movie. Put, yeah, and then we put. The, <laughs> that was the end. Want to rate it? <laughs> <laughs> and then we put down the beast. We should take a break though. When we come back, we'll talk more about Brotherhood of the Wolf. We're back talking about Brotherhood of the Wolf. Let's just, you know what, man? I think we've been talking about this long enough. I say we rate this mammer jams. What do you guys say? I do like jam. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we rating this, Mike? We're gonna rate this one tarot cards. Tarot cards. Going all the way tarot back to cards. Mike's Italian heritage on that one. Let's start. Like, yeah, all my family are psychics. <laughs> Let's start. Our with... card readers. We're gifted, as we like to say. <laughs> Let's start with Kyle. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so Brotherhood of the Wolf. Um, always wanted to see it. First time seeing it. Um, I'm really struggling on what I want to rate this movie because um, it's long. <laughs> it's a really long movie. Um, you know, I... <sighs> The movie has some positives. I'll start there. I think the action is really good. I th- I love the I love the integration of martial arts into this into this uh, period piece drama. Um, that's really what it is, isn't it? It's not really a creature feature. It's more of a drama and a, uh, and a Scooby Doo mystery, as Cody put it, than a horror film. Um, and I think that might be why I was a little disappointed with this one. Um, I think I'm going to come at like a two, two tarot cards on this movie. I wasn't impressed. And it just was way too a victim of its times. Like the slow-mo, the, the, the slow-mo again. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't too impressed and I'm really sad because I remember the marketing for this. I remember hearing how cool it was and it just was like, you know, Mark Dacascos wasn't in this enough. Wasn't, he wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't enough martial arts. And you could tell clearly he didn't maybe he didn't speak French that well or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's he just clearly like, did. Not. He's so quiet. He only speaks when he needs to be <laughs> when he has something to say. <laughs> like, or he like they taught him like three French phrases, and they were like, "That's all you need to do." So two f- tarot cards from Kyle. I'll go next. Go ahead. I'm right there with Kyle. I am at a two. It is long. <laughs> and as we talked about earlier, here's the thing, man. It's it's definitely an early 2000s film and does not hold up. It just, uh, like, what seemed stylistic and cool and edgy at the time now feels like an empty, hollow, fucking boring slow-mo camera trick. It's just, it's just over, it's over the top in this goddamn movie. It's almost every other goddamn scene. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, and as soon as Kyle said that, it, like I said, it ruined the movie for me, man. It just kept on. I just I wonder if your rating would be it. higher if I didn't send that joke. I could not know because I think <laughs> I would have blamed this it. all on you. I know. <laughs> no, and then otherwise from that, like the story is just to me wasn't that engaging. I'm not really into the main character whatsoever. Like as far as like I didn't think he was that good of an actor. I thought the cool. Um, I thought his character had cool elements to it, but as far as his ability to pull off that character as being like believable as this somewhat James Bondy slash Sherlock character, I was just like, you're so not cool compared to your psychic. Your psychic's just too much cool. Like way too, that's the problem. The psychic was too cool. Yeah. When the psychic's cooler than the hero, that's like, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, it's like being like, fuck yeah. You know, Batman's cool, but Robin though. They've done you know, it. they've done it success before. What are you talking you about? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, like Batman's always dude, Batman's always the cool one. No, no, but you said the Green Hornet. Like Well, that's another I think was, another that's another example of what he's saying though. Like, it's a it's bad. Like Bruce Lee, like upstaged. Right, I understand that, but it was good enough to at least try to make a movie about it. Yeah, and even that bombed. Yeah, that's like 30, <laughs> 30 years later. Yeah, but uh, I, Never mind. I, I don't know if I agree that, that, that that's like some sort of a- axiom for failure. I just don't think it's a, I just, needs to be. I just no, don't think cooler. it's a, I don't I don't think it's a good combination if you don't have an equally as charming um Oh no, I'll agree with that. And yeah, I don't he, think he's anywhere near as charming in this movie, the the, the actor that's in this film. It, to me, and uh, maybe the problem is, is that he just looks too much like a scrawny Triple H to me, and I couldn't get that out of my head. But he looked just like him, and I just like I'm like I can't stop thinking that. But I don't know. I'm right at a two. I think the pacing's too slow. The story's not interesting enough for me. And then like the yeah, like the reveal of the creatures, like meh, it's yeah. not a werewolf. Chris, um, well in the beginning I was like saying how like period pieces are like dramas they kind of make me tune out a little bit but surprisingly I was highly entertained throughout most of this movie um I did see the cheesiness and the dated elements of the film which are primarily like the the monster the creature effects the beast um I was disappointed by that um and you know yes it's a super long movie two and a half hours but for a two and a half hour movie, like it kind of moved a lot faster than I thought it would in certain parts. Um, I do agree there wasn't as much martial arts as maybe there there could have been. Maybe that would have even made it more exciting. But um, there's a lot of love story and a lot of character development and stuff in this. But um, overall, like I I pretty much enjoyed this movie, and I do think like. You know, the sets were amazing and like the settings were like were really cool to watch and it's very atmospheric and it's very professionally done. Yeah, they do overuse the slow-mo 
and like matrix style, you know, camera movements and stuff like that. But um, I kind of had a fun with this one. Only thing is I wish it did have more to do with a werewolf. I was a little misled by that. Um, maybe, you know, maybe it's my own fault, but, uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5. I, I probably wouldn't rush back to watch it again just cause it is so long, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was well done for the most part. Mike, I'm going to come in at a 2.5. Um, I mean, look, I think we've all expressed the movie's too long. Mm-hmm. Could shave off a good hour. And there, there's one that we actually did, actually didn't talk about a little the pacing in terms of like how the story progresses there's a big part of this film where it's like he goes back to france and he shows off the taxidermy thing and then comes back to the province and it just feels like the movie is repeating itself Hmm. like i at that point i'm like well you could have gotten rid of the first half then i didn't need to have yeah you know i just thought it was weird and then he immediately jumps to the love you know with marianne who Oddly forgives him real quickly. Yeah. Like, that seems really odd that, like, the prostitute shows up and says, hey, he loves you. And she's like, oh, I guess it's okay that he fucked you then. <laughs> like, this seemed a little weird to me. And that's what I mean by, I think, like, I don't know if maybe a director's extended cut explained what was going on between there. Because he just, like, shows back up in France and everything's cool again. And he's, like, right back where we were. Yeah. And I just felt like, I was like, that man, that's kind of like a pacing thing. I didn't really need this. Could have been edited out. Um, but you got to say, man, this movie is like, has, like, it tries a lot of shit. And I got to give it, like, a little extra for just being ingenuitive, you know? Like, some of it, yeah, it doesn't date well. And it definitely feels like some of it's a little forced. I feel like the martial arts in this film, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it definitely ups it up a little bit. But it's kind of absurd in like the context you of the really, film. You You're really like, don't. Need I don't it. really need this. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, thanks for giving it to me. <laughs> like you know. Um, so yeah, two point five. Um, I would, I would, I would tell anyone to go watch this film. But I think they'll probably get the same feeling. Like okay, maybe one watcher is all it is. Yeah. You know, it definitely appeals to a, I think a younger. Yeah, I don't think I'd revisit this film. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I saw it. I I realize now I I watched it once and never never picked it up again. But I think when you saw it too, you were probably at that stage of your life where you're like, "Fuck yeah, man!" Oh, I thought it was badass. Martial arts. Yeah. Nudity everywhere. Like it's it's something a teenage boy would totally be like, "This is fucking cool." (laughs) (laughs) But like you look as an adult, you're like, "This is kind of ridiculous." Like the nudity seems very forced too. It's another thing too. Oh. It yeah. just feels like, all right, okay. There's that scene where it, it, it goes over Monica Bellucci's body. It's a very um, uh, a James Bondy shot, mm-hmm. too. It goes over Monica Bellucci's body, and it her breasts into turn into snow. mountains. <laughs> mountains. <laughs> and then her face kind of like disappears yeah. into the fucking thing. And I'm like, I come totally on. forgot about that scene until right <laughs> It's the funniest shot in this movie. Yeah. Chris's favorite shot. Chris's favorite shot. <laughs> the cross dissolve, y'all. I'm done now. Alright guys, that's our show for this week We got two reviews to read Uh, Let's get them going Mike, you have the first one? Yes, uh, this is from Robbo Robbo4473 It's a two-star review, guys And it is entitled Cringy Banter, Self-Serving Very Little, and there's an ellipsis I imagine doesn't get better (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe it does. Maybe there's a real upturn Very at the end little, there. Very uh, little. Very little. Bad to say about this. <laughs> Great podcast. All right. So, uh, and Robo says, not sure why listening to a bunch of dudes broing out is considered a podcast about film. <laughs> Do podcasts get you laid or something? I think we have the answer to that. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I can't, I can't even make a dollar <laughs> off of this goddamn thing. Anyone can pretty much break down any movie into having its cool parts and parts that sucked, uh-huh. but these guys do it for you while waxing cringeworthy banter about their wick. Week. About Sorry. their wicks. About their wicks. <laughs> uh, another week. I don't, talk, I don't remember talking about my wick or my week. Yeah. So... Uh, is, that the end? is that the end? That's the end of it. Oh, that's the end. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel like he, he had to have listened to an older episode. Yeah, we don't yeah. talk we about, don't about, talk weeks about weeks anymore. anymore. Listen, yeah. that's yeah. the beautiful part, though, because we actually had a review that had mentioned that that wasn't, like, an interesting part of the show. Yeah. So we responded by removing it from our show. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about stupid shit like biking. Good well, I think what we're hearing, guys, Fixie. is we need to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it must have been an older episode. Don't get me wrong. Our newer episodes aren't entertaining either, but, I mean, we don't, we haven't done. I do, I do have a qualm with him saying we bro out. And yeah. I don't think he understands that if he was in this room, never has there been a better collection of beta males that <laughs> 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 you can throw around a round table to fucking do this thing. We're like the opposite of bro I have a bag of allergy medicine next to me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Broing out on this Advil. I'll take the arrow right there for self-serving and like, yeah, this is just me hanging out with my friends talking about movies, it's what we normally do. We just record it and release it. <laughs> like, hey, Chris, do you so have a review to read? Uh, yeah, we got we got one here. All right, this is a five star review coming in from Jumbo Four Twenty Shrimp, and they said this podcast is where it's at. I've been burning through these podcasts like a zero G fire on the event horizon. Highly entertaining and addictive. Top notch. When, oh, a zero G fire on the event a horizon. Zero G fire on, okay. the, on the event horizon. Yeah. Because that shit burns. A movie we loved. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were fair on that, right? Yeah, I, I think, think we, we no, all. I think we always, even we definitely on the were table. honest. Thank you, Jumbo High Shrimp. Jumbo 420 Shrimp, great fucking name, by the way. Thank you very much for that review. We appreciate it. Remember, guys, if you leave us a review, we will give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Just leave it on iTunes for us. Follow us on social media, Facebook. You can follow us there. You can follow us on Twitter at ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow us on Instagram at ColtFilmInReview. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, ColtFilmInReview.com. Get all your shirts there. Uh, you can follow Kyle at... You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at... ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at... At Mike Solistio on Twitter. You can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join the cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. They love dry humping. <laughs> <laughs>